Welcome back to the lab. Today on Fantasy OT, we're going to be breaking down five running backs that found new homes this offseason. Starting things off at number five, the man who once backed up Saquon Barkley at Penn State, Miles Sanders. Sanders is going from the league's best offensive line in Philadelphia to one that is middle of the pack. He's also going from Jalen Hurts to Bryce Young. And don't get me wrong, Bryce Young I think is going to have a great season and a great career, but he does not command the same amount of defensive attention as Hurts does. And that's only going to hurt Sanders in the read option and just generally. I would be leery of drafting Sanders too early. He's been pretty erratic throughout his career before last year. I mean, even last year, he scored 50% of his fantasy points over four games. That's really boomer bust. And I don't know about you, but that's not a risk that I'm willing to take. Also, last year was the first time he cracked 1,000 yards, and I like to play the law of averages. So everything tells me that this year is going to be like the first three years, and he's going to have a tough time doing that again. Let's not also forget that the Panthers still have Chuba Hubbard, and they have Raheem Blackshear, which are going to eat into his workload. So I wouldn't reach for him too early. Of course, because he just signed a four-year deal, he's kind of locked into some value, but I think he's going to end up as a mid to low RB2 at best. Coming in at number four, the man they call Motor, Devin Singletary. Singletary spent the first four years of his career in Buffalo, where he averaged 4.7 yards per carry and 2.4 receptions per game. Pretty solid numbers. He's been pretty durable throughout his career so far, only missing a handful of games. And I think what's really propped him up is the fact that he's always been in a committee. When he first came into the league, he shared a backfield with Frank Gore, LaShawn McCoy. And over the last couple of years, he's shared one with Zach Moss and James Cook. And now he's going to Houston where he'll be sharing a backfield with Damian Pierce, who in the 13 games he played last year, handled a whopping 74% of the carries. That tells me that the Houston Texans want to lessen his workload, which is why they signed Singletary. Singletary isn't a great receiver, even though he profiles as one, but he is a better receiver than Pierce. So that's going to lock him into some playing time. He's also undoubtedly a better pass blocker. And with the Texans having a rookie quarterback in CJ Stroud, they're going to do everything they can to keep this young man upright. Let's not also forget that there's a new coaching regime in Houston. Both D'Amico Ryans and offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick come from the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. So what that tells me is they're going to run the ball a ton. The 49ers ran the ball 44% of the time on average over the last six years. So at the very least, the Texans are going to see a big increase in their running game despite having a bottom 10 offensive line. So I think Singletary is definitely going to get work. There really isn't a defined number three running back. I think they have Mike Boone. But at the very least, he's going to be locked into third down work, and he'll probably eat into some of Pierce's first and second down work, just because 74% of the carries is not sustainable. Coming in at number three, one of the best college running back prospects ever, Rashad Penny. This man averaged a ridiculous 7.5 yards per carry at San Diego State. And it seemed like he was all locked up to be Marshawn Lynch's replacement until a myriad of injuries kind of caught up with him. He really hasn't been able to finish a full season, but like we've seen, especially over the last two years, when he's on the field, he's an absolute monster. Over his career, he's managed 5.7 yards per carry, and over the last two seasons, he's averaged 6.2 yards per carry. That is just completely unheard of. Almost reminds me of the CJ Spiller days. He is the definition of high risk, high reward. 
But I think now in Philadelphia, behind the league's best offensive line and in a committee with DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell, the hope is that Penny will not have to shoulder the same workload that he was before and that he can stay upright. And I honestly believe that even if we're able to get him for 13, 14 games, then drafting him in the 11th round may totally be worth the investment. He's also a much better play in standard leagues due to his lack of receiving work, so keep that in mind if you do draft him. Coming in at number two, no Jamal Williams, no DeAndre Swift, no problem. You can replace him with Jameer Gibbs and this man, David Montgomery, right? Well, I think that's what a lot of people are expecting. And I do kind of expect it to go that way to some degree. But I think Montgomery is actually in for a career year. He's going to be playing behind a top five offensive line led by Taylor Decker. He's in a team that produced the leading touchdown scorer on the ground last year in Jamal Williams. They still have the same offensive coordinator in Ben Johnson. So everything's lining up for him to have a great season. In Chicago, he was kind of a plotter, averaging only 3.9 yards per carry and also benefited from having no competition, and a lot of locked-in volume. But I think Detroit plans to use him in a number of ways. I think we'll see an uptick in receiving work, and I think we'll also see him get a lot more use in the screen game. Now, don't get me wrong. Jameer Gibbs is still very much the guy. You don't use a pick that high not to use somebody like that. Gibbs is going to probably get 20 totes a game and be on the field a ton. But it wouldn't surprise me to see both of these guys on the field simultaneously a lot more than we expect. Gibbs is going to be lining up in the slot, in the back, for end arounds, and I think Montgomery is going to be right there to command defensive attention. He's an established starter, and I think he's going to have a great year. So if you're able to nab him in the 7th or 8th round, I think that could be a great value. Coming in at number 1, we already discussed his backfield mate. Now let's talk about the guy that's supposed to be the man in Philadelphia this year, DeAndre Swift. Swift had a Stout college career Georgia, averaging 6.6 yards per carry. And that seemed to translate to the NFL level. We saw how electric he was over the first three years in Detroit. But unfortunately, as they say, the best ability is availability. And this man has not been able to stay on the field. The hope, like Penny, is now that he's behind the league's best offensive line and is in a committee that he's able to lessen his workload, allowing him to stay upright and hopefully play a full season. But even if he isn't, just like Penny, I think if we can get 13 games out of him, he's totally worth drafting in the fifth or sixth round. He could easily beat his ADP. We've all seen the effect that Jalen Hurts has on running backs. Miles Sanders had a career year last year and parlayed that into a bag. I could see Swift having a career year as well. He's still only 24 years old and a legitimate dual threat back. He catches it just as well as he runs it. So if you do draft him, I would draft him in half in full PPR leagues where I think his value is that much higher. Those are five running backs in new situations I think are worth exploring. I'd love to hear about which running backs in new situations you think are worth exploring in the comments below. 